This is episode 20 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Today is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. This is Rise Up on Family Life. This is a funny thing my dad does when he's telling a story. Uh-huh. He'll say, oh, so I was at the store the other day, and so I, I asked the kid working there. Well, he was in his late 30s, but um, <laughs> so like, Dad, late 30s, what does that make me? A kid, of course, is a relative term. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in first grade, fourth graders are the big kids. Right. It's like, whoa, they are the big kids. But it's funny because I myself have kind of felt like the kid mm-hmm. in any group I've been in, like pretty much forever. So I'm the youngest of three brothers in our family. My birthday, where it falls, kind of right before the school year starts. I've just about always been the youngest in my class. And well, here I am on Rise Up. And I feel a little bit like, yeah, the new guy, the new kid. And we're all of us at different parts in life. So, regardless of your age, we've all been the new guy, new girl in different places. Maybe it's been at a job or in a class. I'm wondering, Steve and Therese, when was the last time you had an experience made you feel like you were the new kid somewhere? Well, I mean, I think when I first got out of college and got my new job, like my first full-time job, that was one of those times. Um, It was horrible, by the way. It's the only time in my life I've ever gotten fired. Mm. And it was like, because I just thought I knew all the things. And you would have thought that I would have learned. But when I first came to Family Life, I also thought I knew all the things. And thankfully, there's a lot more grace in ministry. And I've been able to kind of actually learn mm. all the things in in that time that I've been here. But it's funny because I have I have another part-time job just kind of for fun. And when I started there... Um, even though I'm older, I'm not like the young kid anymore. I had to learn everything. And it's in a completely different field. It's in retail. So it was totally foreign. But for the first time in my life, Timothy, this will happen to you. I have a supervisor who's younger than I am. Oh. And I think part of the reason you feel like the new kid all the time is because you're surrounded by people who are older. Hmm. And yeah. I hope that we've never made you feel like you don't know as much or don't have as much value because you're younger. I mean, I hope especially you know that Steve and I truly appreciate the viewpoint that you bring to the show because you do have a different perspective mm. from a different generation. Mm. That's really sweet. Yeah, I agree with that because it's like, what can you, sometimes you, you get into that thing of like, okay, I've been around a long time and so I must know everything. But that attitude of like, oh, what can I learn from the quote, new guy, uh, the younger guy, because it's a whole different perspective. And, uh, you know, if you're willing, if you're not growing, it's uh, not a good thing. That's with plants as well. Plants die. If you don't, if you're not willing Ooh, to grow, yeah. you know, right. you're just going to fade away. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's true. Let's see. New guy for me, I guess it would be family life, uh, 11 years ago. And it's interesting because when you're the new guy, there's a lot of enthusiasm on, on your own part, mm-hmm. uh, because you're new and you want to learn and you want to, you want to impress everybody or you want to, you know, just, you want to do a, a really good job. Um, and the difficult, not difficulty, the danger in that is that shouldn't that be our attitude, you know, every day, 10, right. 15 years later, we still should want to do the best job because we're not 
trying to impress anybody else. Mm. We're trying to, you know, we're working for God and working for the Lord. So, but there's not only how you approach your job, but how other people approach you. When you're the new person there, you know, you get paid attention to and, oh, you, you know, and they want to get to know you and all kind of stuff. And then you, again, slide into the, like, uh, months go by and months go by, and now you're just one of the other people. Um, but, yeah, I I, I love it's been 11 years here. My previous job was almost 20. And I get to that point because my first handful of jobs in my life were like two years, three years to, you know, it was like yeah. short stints. And that was so different how I was brought up. I'm the oldest of the three of us. My dad in that generation, every, all my friends, dads uh, had jobs when they started and that's that same job. You know, and they oh, retired wow. from that. Right. Job. That's like yeah. the 30, 40 years later, and they got the yeah. watch or yeah. whatever they got. <laughs> the uh, watch. Yeah. Yeah. They always look forward to whatever that was. And so that's how I was brought up. So I felt a little bit like, oh, two years here, three years there. It's like, oh, but that's the norm now, right? I mean, yeah, uh, right. the younger people have new jobs seemingly all the time. <laughs> right. Um, and, right. and how long will they stay? You know, yeah. the new job, right? And I think that might be a challenge for some of the not new people because they might think, oh, this person is apt to leave because mm-hmm. because they don't care, because they're not dedicated, because whatever it is. But there are some different reasons why. For example, Gen Z, which is that where you fall, Tim? You're uh, kind of like right techn- on the edge. Yeah, like technically yeah. a very young millennial. <laughs> okay. So Gen Z is most concerned about work-life balance. They're very into personal well-being. So their motivation for leaving a job might not be, oh, this isn't worth it, or you know, this was not this, or was too that, or I don't care. It might be that they want to move into something that helps them to be a better human being, mm-hmm. you know, a more complete human being. And, you know, for me, I kind of subscribe to your your mindset, Steve, that you were raised in, which is like you work and you work hard, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes that means that I put work over a lot of other things in my life. I don't have good work-life balance always. And so I can learn something from that mindset of, okay, how can I make this position fill me both professionally and personally? Like, I think there's something to learn from that. Meanwhile, the millennials, this is Tim's generation. um, They are the least engaged, they say, in the workplace. So one of the ways that you can help them is creating a great workplace. And that means a lot of things for a lot of different people. But you mm-hmm. see a lot of companies tout, like, we're one of the best workplaces to work for. <laughs> they have beanbag and, chairs. And, <laughs> well, and I don't know what that means for different people. Right. But here's the thing. Someone in Tim's age group, if they feel like they're working for a great place, mm-hmm. they're more apt to tell other people what a great place it is to work and help to recruit wow. those people. So if you know this is what motivates people of this age mm-hmm. and you can create that experience then you might be able to attract more people which especially now attracting mm-hmm. people into positions yeah is a really big deal and so just kind of knowing where people are in terms of what they value and there's so many studies about why they value what they value and the way people are raised and what was going on in the world and technology and all of those kinds of things but i think it's important that even if you have been at a place a while or if you're of a certain age that you kind of learn some things about 
the new people that are coming in. Yeah, we have a beanbag chair here. We don't. <laughs> no, oh. we don't. But still a great like place one. to work, but no we beanbag do. chairs. Yeah, we have one of those rolly ball chairs, but I think somebody got hurt on it at the last marathon, <laughs> so those are bad. Uh, so that yeah. is gone. Those are no more rolly ball chairs. Wow, man, I love when I see something that catches my eye in the book of Timothy, uh, or one of the books of Timothy, I should say, in the Bible, because there's two of them. And it happens to me sometimes. It's just funny the way these things kind of seem to line up for me, Tim. First Timothy 4.12, let no one despise you for your youth. And no, thankfully, I do not feel despised on the show for my youth. And thank you very much for not making me feel that way. But it's something I do have to remind myself, kind of like a balance I feel like I need to strike when I view myself as the new guy or the young person. I have to remind myself, don't expect others to expect less of you. You know, mm-hmm. don't expect that others are necessarily going to say, oh, give him the pass. He, he's the new guy. Ah, don't expect him to do too much. Don't expect him to really wow you. He's the new one. You know, that's a really important reminder because it makes you want to do your best, first of all, but also it makes you want to not just lean back and say, ah, well, they're not going to expect too much of me anyways. I'm the young one. And then at the same time, there's that balance, that balance of not crushing yourself, saying, I'm young, so I've got to prove myself. I've got to show that I've got something to add here. I've got to show that I can earn my keep and pull my weight. Just have confidence, whatever your age. If you're young, if you're old, if you see yourself as somewhere in between, it's Christ who's the one that establishes you Amen. and qualifies you wherever you are, whatever your age, whatever your experience you've got behind you, or however much experience you have yet to gain. Always be humble. Always be respectful of the people around you, regardless of age, realizing I'm just going to do my best. I'm just going to be confident in who I am because honestly, at the end of the day, it's Christ who's brought me to wherever I am in life whenever I happen to be there. Let me speak from the old generation to other in the older generation to watch out. Be careful. Just what Tim, to Tim's point, many times we've been around for a long time and we go, this is the way we do things. This is the way we've always done things. Don't fall into that trap. As you just said, God has placed everyone at the right place at the right time. So we as the older generation need to be humble and listen to the younger generation. So don't say, this is the way we've always done it and this is the way it's always going to be. Right. God put that new person there for a reason. So keep your ears and your hearts open. Starting your day with fun and encouragement. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Well, I guess that people like apply for patents all the time and then stuff like never makes it, you know, so it's like I had the idea, but I didn't make the thing. This technology exists, but it's never made it to the consumer marketplace. And I I just I don't understand. I don't understand why Uh, Sony has a patent that lets you skip commercials just by yelling at your television. (laughs) So you'd be like, skip 30 seconds. And then it would just do that, you know? Mm. And I guess if you use like Apple TV, you can do that. But it's just not the same. Because could you imagine if like there was a scene that you didn't want to watch? You could just be like, skip "Skip all that stuff. I don't, I don't want to watch that. Or, but then, like, let's take that technology. Let's apply it to other things. Oh, like sure. You roll up. The light turns red. Turn green. And then, but if 
But, but if, if everybody the other person did, right. if they yelled, yeah. but then it's whoever yeah. yells the loudest turn green, right? Oh, so we'd right? all be driving so, and yelling even louder, right? Right. But I think that this technology already does exist at family life. <laughs> oh, play the song. <laughs> okay, well that that worked. It worked. <laughs> Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Ah, June. Lots of weddings in June. Maybe you're going to one. I've already been to one. Fun times for some. But anytime you want something and it's withheld, it creates a longing in you for that very thing. And maybe this month that comes to marriage. When you desire marriage, but God withholds it, it's always going to be a fight to find contentment in that situation. Paul knew that battle well. He said in Philippians 4.11 that he had to learn to be content in whatever situation he was in. And it can be a battle to find contentment in singleness. Paul tells us learning to fight that battle is found in learning to rely on the strength of Jesus. It's about learning to abide in Christ and learning to endure in his strength for God's glory and for our joy. But it is a battle, but it's a battle well worth learning to fight. God will see you through it. If you're looking for fun, hope, and encouragement, you've come to the right place. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. I try to stay fascinated at nature, and it is not hard. Nature is fascinating. Our God is amazing. But sometimes the way nature fascinates you, it's a little more like, I don't know, morbid fascination. It's a little little troubling sometimes. That's how mm. I felt when I learned about these these guys the tap dancing spiders. Yeah, you might know them as wolf spiders. They, they do this thing. They have a competition with each other. They, they have a tap dance off. Come they, on. Yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. They say that whichever spider can perform the most complicated tapping rhythm with its legs is the one that's going to win the attention of a mate. And it's that's really the about thing. the girls. That's it's not it's not yeah, the biggest spider, true. it's not the strongest spider, it's right. whoever has right. the most complicated rhythmically impressive dance moves. Well, that's fascinating. Well, it may and I understand where it might be fascinating and amazing to some people, mm. but I for years have had uh come here buddy. What? Uh, oh, Simon, oh, my uh, spider, what my is pet spider. That? Simon, oh, my spider. Well, it's a tap. It's not just a spider. It's a tap dancing. Spider. It's one of these little hats. Hold on a second. A little hat. It, what's tougher <laughs> is to find the shoes. Oh, uh, that's to go gotta along. be difficult. Hold on. Let me clip on this microphone uh, okay. here He's on Simon. Still Come here, buddy. There. Come here. Come here. Do do what you normally do, like when you wake up. Okay. Right. <laughs> Thank. Yeah. So talented. Wow. Thanks, wow. Buddy. Yeah. She's well, a popular like, guy. Well, okay. Get get back in there. <laughs> Don't hit the snooze button. Come join us. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Oh, I want to go. I want to go. There's a small village in England where they're having this, uh, well, it is a sporting event, but uh, uh, I think you, you might get into it. Sports, uh, sport, I mean, sports ball, Steve. Maybe I'm not the right one for it. I have the perfect person for this job. What a great sporting event. We bring in Therese Maine. Wait, for me uh, to tell yes. me the sports? Oh, it's amazing. It's a <laughs> oh, big, boy. big oh, contest. Boy. It's the mm-hmm. annual 
Hill Cheese Rolling Race, and uh, you know, I know how you love your cheeses, so let's go to Therese Main now, and uh, let's uh, check out the race. It's cheese rolling time. Well, there have been some concerns of cheating in today's race. Some of the competitors seem suspicious, uh, but each of these racers is not just Gouda. They're trying to breed all that they can be. It is coming down to the wire. There can only be one winner. For all the others, this is Nacho Best Day, but it's not just the competitors that are having a rough time. Did you hear oh. about the race photographer? No, no, what? no. He was crushed by a wheel of cheese. Oh, no. We tried to warn him. Oh. Cheese. <laughs> Coffee? Check. Music? Check. Fun and encouragement? Check and check. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life.